Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour, your source for the straight poop on all things supernatural. We're your hosts. My name is Chris Anderson, but if you went to high school with me, you can call me Shippy. And I'm Ethan Sereski, and I do it so I don't have to look at your ugly face all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fuck your name. <laughs> and we have here special guest... Ken Sagos. Yay! Welcome, Ken. Welcome. Thank you for coming. Thank you for asking me. Now, as usual, Ken, I'm going to explain a little bit. On an episode of Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour, one of us, this week it's Shibble, has done extensive research on a demon, a ghoul, a goblin, one of those things, you know. And the other one, me and you, know nothing about it. And he's going to teach us about it over the course of the episode. All right. That's kind of how it's going to go. And this week, that demon or monster is what? It's the Baku. And the Baku is from Japan. Yes, I told Ethan that. I gave him that clue. That's all I know about so, it, though, Ken. So I'm going into this blind. The Baku from Japan. Yeah, so when you close your eyes and I say the word Baku to you what do you see what do you imagine it to be like you want me to go first or you can you go first all right i have four quick theories four wow you came up with those pretty yes fast. theory number one baku just straight off the dome ba- huh? shut up <laughs> baku is something onyx spelled back in 1992 okay, okay. theory number two <laughs> the baku is scott bacula who became a cryptid after his acting career stalled. He got four Emmy nominations for Quantum Leap, but never won, and his wife left him. The final insult was being cast as Gus Cantrell in Major League Back to the Miners, so he made a deal with a Japanese demon that gave him great power but made him a monster. Uh, Bacula rhymed with Dracula, so they couldn't call him that because it would be stupid, so they made it just Baku. So now he roams Japan murdering babies. That's one of my guesses. Theory number three, Baku is short for Bakuki, and we all know that Bakuki is a sex act involving ten Asian men, one woman, and many napkins and towels. Oh, thank God that that came up organically in conversation. And my fourth theory, this is the one I'm leaning most heavily on, Ken. This is what I really think it is. I think, knowing that you'd be here, that Shibble would research something especially for you, because that's just the kind of guy he is, so... I think the Baku's like a Japanese Freddy, or like a Freddy-san, if you will. And um, at this moment, I would have said, get ready for primetime, bitch, in a Japanese accent. But Shibble said, nope. said, I'm not allowed to do a Japanese accent at all today. No, nope. no, you can't pull it off every time it sounds really racist. Yeah, I'm sorry. so I'm not allowed to do it. But you can imagine what it would have sounded like if I was Japanese Freddy, Freddy-san. If he, it, well, it would have been funny. Welcome to primetime, bitch. Just imagine. <laughs> so um, those are my theories on what I think the Baku is. Do you have any idea what the Baku could be, Ken, or you just want to flow with it? I have no clue, but I'm first thing that came to mind was it was cool to be in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> it, and that's probably where I was when I came up with my theories. So uh, that's true. Uh, but also... Uh, if he have checked anything about any interviews about me, 
I when I first did uh, Nightmare Three, Japan had a uh, um, fan club for Ken K. Oh, That's wow. a Japanese. You had a Japanese fan club. Yeah, fan uh, had a fan club, and I talk about the time when um, this here dignitary searched me out through my agent, and they ended up calling me at three a.m. in the morning. And I remember he said, uh, "They said is this Ken Sagos," and I said yes. And I remember the operator said, "Sure, no, 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 no." And then he said, <laughs> "Thank you." He would like to say thank you for wishing his son happy birthday. I said, "You're welcome." Came back and he gave me his name, Shrawley or something, and I said, "I wish you happy birthday." This is Ken K. And then he said, "And then I heard the kids go ah and started crying and hung up because he didn't believe that was me. So that was in Japan. I don't know. That was what I thought. So the Baku is a diplomat's son on the phone with you. Yeah. Excellent. All right. So, Shibble, are we right? Did Ken and I guess what the Baku was? I'm going to say none of your five guesses were completely on the mark. Oh. But I can tell you what the Baku is in the short fiction that I have written for the occasion. See, this is what happened, Ken. Uh, what happens? Um, we explain via short story. So Shibble's going to do a little narrative fiction, and we're going to listen to a story, and we're going to find out what the Baku is. Okay. Yes. <clears throat> uh, do you want to do the theme song? It's story time. Story time. Story time with Uncle Monster. Story Monster. time. Story time. Story time with Uncle Monster. Story time. Story time. All your life, you had loved the most perverse comic books you could find. Truly vile stuff because you are a crazy pervert. That is why, Alan, you've come to Japan. Known the world over as one of the meccas of perverted comic books, and you, you were on a perverse pilgrimage. You came here to be the first American mangaka, a comics in artist in Japan's manga industry. You came with sample pages of your comic book, Dreams of a Rare Bit Milf, but no publisher will even look at them. You have over 50 chapters ready to go, over a thousand hand-drawn pages about a big-titty mother of two spilling out of the front of her kimono as she dreams of making love to 20-foot-tall skeletons and robots that have penises for eyes. There are no takers. Your dream of living the life of a manga artist, spending 16 hours a day hunched over a drawing table in your two-room apartment, smoking back-to-back -back cigarettes, all to contribute to a proud tradition of perverse comic books for weird goblin men. But now you're running out of money. Tonight, you've spent your last yen in one of those hotels where you basically sleep in a drawer. Tomorrow, you'll call your parents and ask them to buy you a plane ticket home. This has to be the worst 43rd birthday anyone has ever had. Your dream has become a nightmare. As you tuck yourself into your drawer slash room, 
You choke back a tear and sniffle. If only someone would take this nightmare away, you whisper to yourself. Take this nightmare away. You whisper it over and over as you fall asleep. You're awakened suddenly by a shuffling noise from outside your drawer room. Uh, the window by your feet is still dark. It's the middle of the night. You open the door a crack to peek outside and can barely stifle a scream at what you see. It's an odd-looking beast, to be sure. Uh, the size of a large dog, with a two-foot-long trunk in the middle of its face and paws like a tiger. Its fur is a mottled brown, and its outward-facing eyes give it an eerily hypnotic gaze. You hear a voice in your head that's more like a feeling. It feels like a friend. Your friend smiles at you, a big gap-tooth grin beneath its ridiculous snooter. Your friend says, You have called me. Called me to eat your nightmare. Yes, yes, please, anything, take away this nightmare. This nightmare is not being able to draw my pornographic comic books for money. Your friend begins to feed. You feel your fear of failure begin to slip away. Mm. A thin meal, my friend. Your nightmare was a fine hors d'oeuvre. But perhaps now I will make an entree of your dreams. The next day you wake up and you feel free. You feel at peace as you call your parents. You will no longer dream of drawing perverted comic books for weirdo losers. All thanks to your best friend, your friend the Baku. That's what it is. That's the story. <laughs> you didn't tell me I should have smoked or drank before. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to give anybody the creeps. You definitely should have smoked stupid. and drank. <laughs> I mean, it couldn't have hurt. I'll be honest. That was good. So, so I enjoyed it. So the Baku yeah. is, yes. from what I gather, it's... Like a dog with an elephant trunk? Uh, pretty much, but and tiger paws. Okay, well, we'll get into it. It's, but in the big picture is that it's a uh, Japanese uh, monster that eats nightmares. That's its main thing. And it's said to be made from the parts of the animals that were left over when gods finished making all the animals. So you got, like, uh, elephant trunk and ears and tusks in some uh, depictions, rhinoceros eyes, an ox tail, the body of a panda bear, and tiger paws. I would think he would have stuff that God didn't use, like elephant wings and like a dog tusk. No, no, he just had some spare parts. You know, it's like when you get Ikea furniture. Oh, okay. Extra bolts, I understand. I mean, actually, the story has some creativity to it. Oh, thank you, Ken. I think it has some... It has to be told in a very unique way, but you know, but you you put some religion in there, you put some weirdness in there. Uh, at, at times, I felt a little bit of New Orleans, even though you said Japan. <laughs> I, 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 I felt the little swamps in there. I, I, you know, I felt it. Well, I mean, it makes well. 
that'll sort of tie into swamps in a way later, actually. Um, but it was initially uh, described this way as a sort of leftover parts of uh, the gods didn't use in a 17th century text called the Sankai Ibutsu. Uh, now, children, if they're having nightmares, what they can do is when they wake up from their nightmare, they can repeat, Bakusan, come eat my dream. Which I asked Google Translate, and it said, uh, Bakusan, watashi no yume o tabe nikite. Oh, so you can do a voice, but I can't do a voice? That was not a voice. That was a language. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. So, uh, uh, what does his face look like? Yeah. It's face, okay. Imagine, like, a very broad grin with a bunch of, like, very wide teeth that aren't touching each other. And then above that, you've got, like, a, uh, almost like an elephant trunk, but thinner. Like, maybe about as wide around as, like, a pepperoni. And eyes on the side of its head. Yeah, the way, like, a rhinoceros's head is. But it also has elephant ears. And it might have small tusks. So it's a dog elephant. Uh, yeah, that's a fine way to think Does of it. it. Walk on- but don't forget, it has tiger paws. Tiger paws. Does it walk on two feet uh, four? It walks on four. Good question. Okay. How have- big is it? Uh, it is, I'm going to say, maybe about uh, three to four feet high at the shoulders. It's pretty big. Yeah, it's big. It, it's sizable. It's like the size of a small bear. Do it, okay. It has a tail. Uh, it has the tail of an ox. And does it eat meat, or uh, vegetables, or uh, what? It eats it nightmares. Eats dreams. It eats dreams. Yes. Wait, dreams uh, and nightmares, or just or just nightmares? Well. Good question. If you call upon the Baku too often, or if you don't have any dreams for it to eat when you call upon it, it can eat your hopes and aspirations as well. Oh my god. So it, it can eat both your nightmares, your dreams, and also your hopes. So if Ken was having a nightmare about Roscoe Lee Brown courting him, <laughs> and he wanted that nightmare to go away, he could call, he could say, Baku-san, Watanashi, whatever you said, and yeah. and it would get rid of that nightmare. But if he bothered it again and started to annoy it, it might take away his dream to make the movie. Yes. Okay, so you can't bother it too much. No, you don't want to bother it unnecessarily. Okay. But does it leave? Yeah, once you call it, does it leave? Does it leave? Uh, uh, I believe so because it's... it's... No, 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 you can't described as being a friend of mankind. Oh. This is it it's described as being a benevolent creature. So I think it wouldn't just hang around to bother you. But if it is a, if it's a friend of mankind. Mm-hmm. And if you met call it too much it it eats eat other things. So it has no patience. Yeah, or, or you know, it's it's just hungry and it has to eat. Maybe it doesn't have a choice. It seems a little impatient, kind of like a you know. You know, like maybe it it, it already took its uh, insulin shot, and like if it doesn't 
eat something soon, it's going to be in trouble. So what happens if nobody... It's going to get low blood sugar. What happens if nobody calls since it eats dreams and no one has had a dream, uh, eat nightmares, and nobody has had a nightmare? Well, uh, I imagine it would starve, but I think we're pretty far from a world free from nightmares. Yeah, these days I'm sure it has plenty to eat. And over the past couple of... I bet it is the fattest cryptid there is. <laughs> now, I have a question. Would you guys like some Japan facts? Just a quick break from the Baku? Yeah, hit me up with some Japan facts. You ready, Ken, for some Japan facts? I'm ready. Japan has horrifying game shows. There's a game show called It's Electrifying which uh, involves okay. going down a slip and slide onto a woman's bare chest where you are electrocuted. That seems that seems like a lot to process emotionally. I'm glad that I'm not in this situation. There's another one called Candy or Not Candy, which makes That one I've seen, which looks great. Yes, they use an art form called sokuri, which enables one to remake objects like glass or shoes out of chocolate. The celebrities are given different things to taste, and then they find out if they have eaten some edible candy or an inedible object. Yeah, like you see them just like taking a bite of a door handle, and they find out like, oh, it's not a big piece of chocolate. It's actually just a door handle. Yep, they find out after if the, if the shit they ate was chocolate or shit. Would you go on that show, Ken, or no? No. no. Yeah, me neither. No. I wouldn't go on you would? y'all shows y'all come up with. I would win. I would win at that. <laughs> these are real shows. I'm not coming up with these. These are real game shows. They're a real show. These are all real shows. These are facts. That's Back why they're called the facts. Baku. Ready? Uh, fact number two. Congo Gumi. Oh, that was all fact number Yeah, I'm one. sorry. Congo Gumi was a construction company based in Japan and the longest operating company in world history. It operated for over 1,400 years between 578 A.D. to 2006. And then it was absorbed into the Takamatsu Construction Group. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. What an undignified end. Uh, and then... Uh, Still, the Takamatsu Construction Group, that's probably a great... It is. No disrespect to the Takamatsu Construction Group. Yes, I would like to imitate them. Oh, another time. And, of course, every April... The 400-year-old Naki Sumo Baby Crying Festival takes place in Japan. Parents uh. bring their children in hopes of ensuring good health, and sumos carry them on stage and compete to make them cry. Some put on a scary face or yell at the babies to try and get them to wail, or they use a scary mask. It is believed by doing this they can chase off demons. Those are your Japan right. facts for now. They just spanked the kid's ass. He'll cry then. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if you're allowed to use physical violence in the festival, but that would be an excellent tactic, I think. <laughs> Beat the children. <laughs> you could tell you're from the South. You tell us how to beat the ass. You're a bitch. You, you, know, I should, you know what my mama used to tell me one time? I was like up in age. And she told me she would beat my ass, and I told her I'm too big to get a, a whooping. Uh oh. She said, "As long as you're in my house, your ass is my ass, and I <laughs> beat my ass whenever I get ready." <laughs> <laughs> Can't argue with that. Yeah. So Shibble, Shibble, take us back to the Baku. Uh, I interrupted. Okay. 
So the Baku. It's said that even just the image of these holy beings, the Baku, is enough to frighten off evil spirits. Uh, and people would hunt Baku for its pelt, uh, which was kind of a jerk move. Uh, so eventually they stopped doing that, and it evolved into using uh, sculptures and pictures of the Baku to ward off ill fortune. And in the 1910s, Baku figurines were popular among Japanese children to prevent nightmares, kind of like little teddy bears. Oh, so they had plastic demons instead of teddy bears. Uh, I don't think they would have been plastic in the 1910s. They probably would have been like wood or maybe or, stone. Or paper. Now, yeah, was it just one? Was there a male and there was a female or was it just one? I think I think it is a species. That's a great question. I, I believe that the, because they said that they were hunted for their pelts. Oh. So there must have been more than one. Good question. As for the Baku in pop culture, you guys fans of Pokemon? You know Pokemon at all? Yeah, I know. Uh, my daughter played it. Ken, did you ever play Pokemon? Yes, I did. That's probably the only thing I could play. You played it? Yeah, that's a little thing to go around and do this, right? That's oh, Pac-Man. Pac okay, no, I guess I <laughs> I love that answer. Uh, Pokemon, uh, or the Baku was the inspiration for the Pokemon Drowsy. Oh. That's Drowsy for our listeners. We don't know that drowsy. Pokemon. He's a classic. Okay. He's a hypnotic type. All right. I see why that would be inspired by the Baku. Yes. And that comes to the end of my Baku. I have a question. So, Shoot. is there a head Baku who... One, yeah, who commands the Baku? Yeah. Who, who, because everybody has a leader. I, um, I imagine they would... Uh, they're considered... They're part of the Shinto mythology, is my understanding. So that I believe they would fall into their realm of... Like, I believe they have a hierarchy of animate spirits... Uh, so they'd probably be somewhere like in the realm of like a lower angel, you know, they, but they would answer to some sort of Shinto gods would be my answer. Right. Which one? I, I don't know enough about Shinto to talk about. Oh, that. okay. And all I should, I should learn more about Shinto. Oh boy. That's going to be fun. <laughs> Go Google it. I'll I'll read the Wikipedia. I should. Okay, so that's that's interesting. They don't they answer to a Shinto god. We're not sure which. They take away your nightmares. They're dog elephants with tiger feet and ox tails. They're benevolent and rhinoceros eyes. Rhinoceros eyes. That's weird. On the sides of their heads. They're they're friends of man unless you annoy them, and then they'll take away your hopes and dreams forever, which is really cruel. And people hunt them for their pelts. People at one point did, but they don't. People will hunt anything if they'll hunt Baku. That's true. Yeah, I mean, this thing that goes around eating children's nightmares, and you're like, I'm going to kill it. I love it when children have nightmares. This is a weird question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. If they eat children... You're on the right show. eat children nightmares, Mm -hmm. how do they take a shit, and where does the shit go? Yes, excellent question. Okay. Now I'm going to have to start thinking about the digestive <laughs> system of a magical creature that... Okay. And what does the shit look like, also? Well, I, got, I, got, I, got, I got it. I got it. If they eat nightmares, right? 
than the mm-hmm. shit is dreams. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I like that. that and maybe fun. they shit back. They shit on the child dreams. <laughs> maybe they shit back out. <laughs> that. Let's go with that. They just shit on your child while he sleeps and he has a nice dream. That's nice. They take their nightmares and recycle them. Well, I'm going to say, hear me out on this one. I think that sounds crazy, but can it love? A werewolf ain't my dad, but it's not so bad. It might sound crazy, but can it love? Can it give me a kiss? Can it hold my hand? Would it say I love you? Does it understand? Does it know that I've never felt this way before? There's a full moon tonight. It's so romantic. This might sound crazy, but... Can it love? Can it love? Ken, this is the part of the show where we discuss if the beast can love or not. Yeah. Do you think it could fall in love? Do you think it can love, Ken? Yes. And I tell you why. Because... It may not love in the definition that we have for love, but we don't know what their love means. Oh. The same way as a praying mantis. When they love, they eat, the female eat the head of the mate. That's a form Mm. of their love and affection. So, Baku, whoever they are, they have their own love way of making love. So you have to respect it because that's their way. That's true. And that's there's true. more than two of them, so they reproduce. Yes, they reproduce, so they got to do So they must have their own way of showing uh, some sort of affection, no? And I'm going to say that in another sense, they also love the children of the world for helping them deal with their nightmares. Oh, that's a loving thing to take away a nightmare. That's a loving act, no? But is it but no, but is it love or is if it they're surviving? just hungry? Or is it love or is mm. it survival? That's a good question. Maybe it's more of a just a symbiotic relationship. No, because they could eat the dreams too if they were just hungry, but they just take the nightmares unless you annoy them. So they're doing it, it there's a benevolent aspect because they're not taking dreams and nightmares but, indiscriminately. But, but they don't call them during the nightmare. They called them, I mean, during the dream. They called them during the nightmares. They come during the mm. nightmare. The dream. They come when called. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So maybe they're just hungry. You're right. Maybe that's not love. <laughs> well, maybe they just surviving. Yeah. I like that theory. Well, then I suppose the next question is, can it fuck? Ken, this is the uh, part of the show where we discuss if the uh, mythical beast can fuck or not. In our definition of fuck, that's not that's that's just a that's obvious. They re- yeah, they got, yeah. They got kids. Yeah, yeah. I think I think this one's a, a straight 
pretty straightforward answer. You know, I did a little research on Japanese sex uh, to find out because oh, I wanted to okay. find out if the Baku, you know, or if a beast from Japan would be more prone to sexual activity. And I found out that they had mass-produced pornography in Japan all the way back in 1603, that early. Hmm. It was called Shunga, and it was produced with woodblock prints by the thousands. So they had mass-produced pornography. So that's very sexual. I'm sure that was a huge seller. I, I mean, they had to print them by the thousands, so I'm guessing it was. Uh, yeah. They produced uh, tentacle erotica. That's unique, uniquely Japanese. Shibari is binding. Bukaki, omarashi, which is full bladder and wedding diapers, and tamakiri, I'm which is tor- hoping this list is over. And tamakiri, <laughs> which is torturing the penis. All right, moving on with our lives. Um, also, due to Western influence, oh. the attraction to very large breasts, bakunyu has emerged as a fetish. Now, this is the most telling thing. The under 30 people in Japan are being accused of not having enough sex to explain the country's rapidly shrinking population. It's fallen 1.5 million in the last decade. Birth rates are down and there's an aging population. And people think that because there are so many fetish clubs and blowjob salons, love dolls sex robots and creative masturbation aids they think singles in japan can easily and efficiently scratch their itch without having to turn to relationships so you're saying that maybe because the baku is in this sort of environment it can fuck but it doesn't because it has hyper advanced pornography yes i'm saying that it's it's in japan it has access to top of the line pornography and and masturbation aids so i would think it'd be less likely to uh f (laughs) now i'm censoring okay well guess what it's fight night Fight. Ken, Fight Night is the part of the show where we discuss the Baku fighting different uh, opponents in a ring, in a UFC ring, and we decide who would win. Okay. Well, okay. if you put Ken K, we only have about four minutes to fight. So. Okay, ready? Fair enough. How many... Yeah. Uh, what about the Baku versus... Prime Shaquille O'Neal. Ken, what do you think? Oh, Shaquille O'Neal would win. I agree 100%. Why do you think that? I think Shaquille O'Neal, number one, he know how to talk his trash. He know how to bounce on his ass. (laughs) And he know how to shoot. Okay. The Baku versus the cast of The Secret Weapon. I would hope and pray that he get Bull Connor. <laughs> Fair enough. Even the poor actor? Yes. You want him dead too, the actor? If you play him too well. 
<laughs> okay, how about... You should cast one of us. Then. How about the Baku versus the Dream Warriors from the movie? Who do you think would really win? Well, well, he wouldn't be there because we are dreams. He don't come into dreams. You talking about coming to our nightmare? If he come into our nightmare and have to eat our nightmare, then he has to go against Freddy Krueger. And I don't know if... I think it would be a formidable match. I don't know if either one would win or lose. Excellent. Uh, excellent point. Okay. Yeah, it might just end up ending in a draw. Okay, the Baku versus Chevy Chase. Baku all the way. That's <laughs> and, not and fair. Chevy and, doesn't and have the moves. need a little help, i call a couple more Bakuis. <laughs> <laughs> and the cast of Saturday Night Live yeah. from any year. Yes. Okay, uh, that was an excellent fight night. Ken, getting in on the action. I like that. Yes. So, guys, I gotta go, but when you well, gonna call me back? Ah, uh, hopefully soon, Ken. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been great having you here. And where can people go to find out more about your work and your upcoming short film, The Secret Weapon? Uh, you can find, and you can go to Facebook and reach me out there. Yeah, I would. I and uh, I will answer your questions and at Ken Sagos yeah. on Facebook. Uh, yeah, Ken Sagos at Facebook. And um, like I said, with the website, uh, thesagoscompany.com. The Sagos Company, T-H-E-S-A-G-O-E-S-C-O-M-P-A-N-Y.com. The Sagos Company. Well, thanks so much. Absolutely. My friend, um, I can't tell you how much I thank you for coming on and having fun with us. It's been so, I really did enjoy it, and um, I can't tell you thank you enough, really. Where both of you are located. Uh, you're more than okay. No, where are you located? In oh. <laughs> uh, I'm in Wichita, Kansas. I'm in your closet looking through the blinds. No, I'm in, I'm in Fairfield, Connecticut. Okay, so whenever I'm in the area, we got to go to lunch. You got or we can just come there and take you out to lunch. Do that. All right. I'm going to take you to some soul food. Oh, beautiful. That, I right. love that. All right, guys. I got to get out of here. All right. All right. Thanks so much, Ken. Take it easy. Well, should we finish recording the episode with Justice? Yes. Yeah. All right, so. Okay, so wait, we're on fight night? We just finished fight Can night. I give you a few fight nights or no? Yeah, yeah, give me yeah, some. Yeah, I nights. wanted to get you Ken involved. Ken had to cut out everybody, so we'll be finishing this up. Uh, so, yeah, well, we were in fight night. Hit me. He was, he was, I'm going to be honest, Ken was being a little bit greedy. <laughs> Ken really warmed up to the episode and started firing on all cylinders. Yeah, he's ready to just have this be a full-time gig. <laughs> All right, ready? Yeah. It's funny because these are for Ken, but it's going to be funnier with you answering them. Uh, the Baku, ver not that you're, you know, just because they're not for you. The Baku yeah. versus Martin Luther King and Fred Shuttlesworth in Iron Man suits. <laughs> I got to put this one... On on uh, the Baku. <laughs> now I I'm gonna say Dr. King has got this one. Um, I I um Ken gave his answer, but I had this listed separately. I really wanted to. This is an interesting one. The Baku versus Freddy. Baku versus Freddy. Okay. So the thing is, Freddy exists within the dream. Baku eats the dream. Does the Baku dream? 
I'm gonna say no. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna put this one on the Baku because it's gonna eat a dream that Freddy is in, but will never have a dream that it will be in with Freddy. But what if it eats a nightmare and Freddy gets inside it? Uh, I mean, I think. All right, we've established that the Baku eats nightmares and shits out dreams. Right, of course, that's canon. So, I'm going to say that its digestive powers would be able to digest Freddy Krueger. And shit out Robert Englund. Yeah, and it'd just be like, oh, hey, it's Robert. (laughs) Hey, Nancy. Who is, by all accounts, an amazing man. Hey, Heather. Hi, Robert. That's Heather Langenkamp talking to Robert Englund by me. That was a good Heather impression. Thank you. (laughs) It was the best I I could work up. No, yeah, I think you crushed it. The Baku versus you and I on Hypnosil. Okay. That's the one that prevents people from dreaming. Right. And we are... I, you know what? I'm going to say it's still kind of a big boy. Still got tiger claws. I'm going to put this one on the Baku. You know what? I don't... I think we'd have a shot. I think we'd have a shot, but I think it's going to end up coming down to stamina. Oh, I have none. Yeah, I think, like, we are going to get... Imagine wrestling with a very large dog that wants to kill you. I can't wrestle anything without getting tired. I can't carry things up the stairs. Yeah, that's why I think the Baku might have us. Okay, that's an excellent point. Um, That brings us... Because we're not going to be able to, like, knock it out with one punch. You know, like, it it would get that... Speak for yourself, Shivel. All right, all right. Maybe you've got it. Maybe I'm just slowing you down. Yeah, yeah, Maybe really. You should yeah. just fight the Baku. Yeah. How many Bakus do you think I've already killed, Shibble? <laughs> Jesus. Pull your head out of your ass. Yeah. I've been training for this all month. Um, now that we finished fight night, do you want some more uh, Japan facts? Okay. Japan facts. Did you not like the first three? No, keep them coming. Hit me up with some more grosso porno. No, they were not porn. I told you about the oldest company in the world and the crying festival also. Let's go. Japan has a... Oh my God, you snapped at me. Japan has a a festival dedicated solely to the penis. The Shinto festival, known as Kanamata Matsuri, which translates to the Festival of the Steel Phallus. The phallus is the star of the festival, and everything is penis-shaped in its honor. This includes candy, carved vegetables, and decorations. The highlight is the Mikashi Parade, which sees large, decorated penises paraded on floats. The origin of the festival is the old Shinto fable, that old nut, that a demon once hid in the vagina of a goddess and bit off two of her suitors' penises on their wedding nights. A blacksmith then created an iron penis which broke the demon's teeth and caused it to flee. All right. There we go. The Japanese work longer hours than any other country and sleep the least hours on a weeknight. Thankfully, Japanese employers allow their employees to take power naps at work. The term inamuri refers to this culture. It translates to sleeping while being present. Catching a quick snooze is considered a sign of working hard and being busy rather than slacking off. Hmm. It still sounds horrible. What? The way they have to work all the time? Yeah. Yeah. You I'm should. Really glad I'm not at work right now. You should loudly slurp your noodles to show respect. Mm. In a country known for its strict customs and manners, one particular dining rule continues to baffle visitors. 
Contrary to conventional table manners, loudly slurping noodles is considered good manners. The act of slurping when you're eating noodles shows that you're enjoying your meal and pays a compliment to the chef. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that one. And boy, I could go for some noodles. I haven't eaten lunch. I haven't eaten lunch either. And that, that, by the way, was not porno, just for the record. It's true. None of that was porno. I mean, if you really wanted to stretch the definition, I imagine a giant iron penis could be considered a sculptural pornography, but... Oh, that's very puritanical of you. It's true. And hey, we're not in front of guests anymore. We can let it all hang out. We mentioned... Woo! I mentioned cock and ball torture in front of Ken. I think we... Really... Yeah. <laughs> Ken seemed up for everything. Yeah. I mean, he didn't leave until he did. Until he left. Uh, <laughs> so, I imagine at this point... I'm terrified. I have the same question. Yeah. I, I Shibble, I gotta, I gotta tell you, really... I am scared because shouldn't be because it's a friend of man. It's a friend of man, but I, I, it's you know, it's a, a paranormal creature, and I'm I'm afraid of paranormal creatures visiting me at night. I have a thing about that, so That's I have fair. to know: is it real? Is real? Check it, Bavakasha. Hey, that was good. So you got the words down. I have something that was close enough to fool you, I guess. Yeah, that was I was uh, impressed. So there uh, uh the myth of the Baku or the the story of the Baku uh, evolved from a uh, similar Chinese uh creature called the Mo uh which is uh many people believe actually to be a long extinct species of Chinese tapir. A and tapir? Also, yeah, a tapir. Like on Dora? Uh, they I, always I, had a tapir on Dora the Explorer. Okay, yeah, maybe like that. Mm-hmm. It's like a... And also, Baku is also the Japanese word for tapir. Oh. <laughs> uh, but that's because it was named uh, after the mythical creature. Uh, but it's one of the... Maybe, maybe it's full circle. So, it's probably just a tapir. But wait, have people it, seen it? Have people seen tapirs? No, like Baku's and been like, oh my god, like what? Is it? But they've actually ended up being tapirs. Like I don't understand the connection. Like it's I, actually. I think just... it's more that the myth uh, came out of descriptions of tapir. Also, you know that like the Japanese Kirin, those like flying dragon dogs. They're also like a beer logo. No, I don't. You mean uh, like well, food dogs? Uh, kind of like food dogs, but they're more like lions. Food dogs like are totally like lion dragons. No, they're more like dragons. Oh, okay. Them. And then Kirin, uh, they're called? Kirin. Yeah, Kirin is just a Japanese word for giraffe. So, oh. uh, like, it might, there's a little bit of, like, linguistic curiosity and a little bit of, like, you know, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Uh, the Baku or the but, tapir. Yeah. The Baku was possibly something that was like described. Uh, someone described a tapir in some like old text and then they started making up legends about it. They're like, and holy shit, just, that sounds like it eats dreams. Yeah. And if you, if you look at like a tapir's face, it looks like it's a fucked up looking thing. Uh, let me, let me pull up a tapir. 
and see well, if it looks like it eats. And look at look at see if you can get one from the front angle. Tapir eyes. Oh, I made it one word. Let me see how evil it looks. Taperize. I thought it was T A P I R. Oh, it is. I'm right. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, it could eat dreams. Yeah. It could yeah, eat. Like it could eat anything. It's, it's gonna eat your dream. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, I would believe that. Oi. It's like a. It's it's kind of like a, a hoggish a little bit. Yeah, and they they can apparently. I think I heard a story once about somebody at a zoo getting their thumb ripped off by its snooter. <laughs> by by its snooter. Yeah, by the snooter. The snooter grabbed the guy's thumb and just ripped it clean You can't off. call it a snooter anymore once it rips a, a thumb off. It's got to have them... Uh, yeah, but I'm also looking at its cute little snooter. <laughs> You're not looking at the thumb, though. No, it's true. The poor thumb. Can you believe that people in Japan are st- have stopped having sex because they love masturbation aids so much? I mean, I feel like I'd want to see some data on that. Like, um, I know their birth rate is down. Yeah. But I'd and I, but I think there are a lot of factors going into that. I do too. They also have an aging population. Yeah, and uh, you know, and birth rates are down in America too. They're down everywhere. I wish our birth rates would go down further. Down to zero. Yeah. Let's take it back to the animals. <laughs> and it looks like we're getting the red light from Uncle Monster. Are we really? It's true. We're really getting the red light. Uncle Monster, but Uncle Monster, do you have any movie recommendations for us? Uh, I recommend uh, you check out The Secret Weapon. Oh, wow! is Today by Ken Sagos. And you should also support, you should support the project too, right, Uncle Monster? Yes! (laughs) What website should you go to? The Sagos Company um can i can i can i try now yeah yeah it's uncle monster too hi licensed affiliate hi i'm uncle monster too i license my brother's act and take it around to chuckles and other b clubs i have a movie i want to suggest what's that one the conjuring well i don't i want to suggest not to watch it Okay, I won't. It's The Conjuring 3. The devil made me do it. Okay. I feel like I feel like the devil made me watch it. <laughs> it wasn't a good it wasn't a good film. There's really no good jokes to make. It was kind of like an episode of Supernatural and it was more like a police procedural than a horror movie. But but um Ed and Lorraine Warren are really loving and I enjoy watching them on screen anyway. It's true. There's nothing quite like love. I give it I give it two shibbles out of four. Okay. You heard it here first. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. Thank you again to our special guest, Ken Sagos. What a charmer. Amazing what a guy. What an icon. Uh, hopefully you guys can check us out on uh, some of our social medias. Oh, what are those? We have at UncleMonster6 on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and of course, the big one, Patreon. Yep, for for just five bucks, you can get access to our special bonus episodes, special content, early access to episodes, and also just like uh, support the show, which is fun and cool. Yeah, 
defray some of those hosting costs Shibble pays. It's true. And my time and my effort. I hate putting effort into things. Yeah, no, he does. I can <laughs> I I do too, but he really does. Uh, no, I just don't want to do things. <laughs> God, I'm 40 years old. <laughs> my God, so am I. We're both 40 now, everyone, please. Patreon. <laughs> and until next time, <gasps> don't, don't get, get sp-